Hello everyone, I'm back with another episode. I sat down and it's super cozy vibe right now. Um, it's super rainy today. I lit up a candle and my cats are really active right now. So my cats are playing Olympic race in my apartment. So if you hear them storm around in the background, I apologize. Um, also, my cats dropped my mic earlier, so if the sound is coming off weird, it's on them, okay? It's salmon and tuna. <laughs> um, anyways, I today I wanted to talk about a subject that is super, super prevalent in my life and um, something that I, as a Scorpio rising, <laughs> think about almost every day and something that I'm confronted with all the time and I think I'm gonna label this episode power dynamics because I want to talk about different power struggles that occur in the strip club and in real life but I'm gonna focus on stories from the strip club because I feel like um, things that the, the power struggles that occur in the strip club are actually a really good metaphor for what happens on the day-to-day -day basis. I feel like, um, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so distracted. My cats are like wrestling, hardcore wrestling right now. <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, I feel like the the things that you can observe in a strip club are actually not um people actually show um their their behavior shows us um deeper dynamics that are going on in our society and in day-to-day -day life between um men and women and but also women amongst each other so i um i have mentioned in an earlier episode that i think the biggest reason why people come to the <laughs> oh my goodness hold on one second okay i literally had to pause the recording because my cats were going insane <clears throat> but so i mentioned that I think the reason, the main reason why people come to the strip club is actually because they want to feel powerful. Whether they know this or not, I think most of the time this is subconscious. Um, but the strip club is a place where people can come and feel better about themselves and feel elevated. They can feel like they can elevate themselves um especially you know compared to us the strippers so i want to talk more about that because it's really interesting if you think about um this notion that s social media at least um you know not all of society um i feel like the image of the stripper is so black and white it's so extreme there's either this notion um, 
through general society and, you know, um, patriarchal, um, patriarchal system definitely contributed to this idea, but this general idea that strippers are, um, you know, that we are uneducated and we have no better way of making money and that we are kind of uh, a little bit dumb and naive and um, that we sleep around and have multiple kids and that we're drug addicts and shady people and that we like to steal and uh, all these, you know, horrible stereotypes that kind of put us down and make us less than. Um, and then on the other hand, there is this notion of strippers, especially promoted through social media, that glamorizes us to the extreme and that, you know, strippers live this glamorous life and make tons of money and, you know, only wear designer clothes and um, have everything paid for by their customers or their sugar daddies or whoever and that we just have this <clears throat> glamorous life of only partying and, you know... Um, partying, drinking, eating at the best restaurants, and then just sleeping in as long as we want, and not really doing anything um, productive to society other than just, you know, stripping and just shaking our ass. Um, but it's just interesting that there is kind of these two extremes where in one fantasy we are kind of being glamorized and... Um, you know, this this idea that we're, like, living this high life or whatever, um, you know, if you, if you would consider that a high life, obviously I'm saying that with um, uh, hints of sarcasm, um, but it's just interesting that on the, on the other hand, we are so seen as such a poor girl and just something must have gone wrong in her life and she's just lost and um you know doesn't have a better way and her life is kind of you know her life is never going to go anywhere and i experienced this a lot when i talk to customers that they try to place me within these two stereotypes and people are actually very surprised when they find out that um you know, educated, that I went to school, that I did my master's, that I have goals and ambitions outside of stripping. Um, and I feel like it startles them a little. And um, most of the time, I feel like they actually don't like it because it's part of the experience almost, I think, for most people to come to a strip club and be able to assume these things about us because it makes them feel better about themselves, you know? Um, for a lot of women, like, they come to the strip club and, you know, it's so interesting, like, it's so interesting to see the same kind of behavior in a lot of these women. Um, so oftentimes they'll get, you know really drunk so at first they're kind of like um a little bit 
uncomfortable or they don't really know what to do or what to say. Um, and then they start drinking and become more loose and goosey and more like woohoo. And, you know, they try, they start to like dance and, and woo and all that stuff. And oftentimes they'll be like, oh, yes, I totally support sex workers, totally support women. You go, girl. And all these things, but the way that they actually behave totally speaks against that. And I think I've talked about this in an earlier episode, um, but every time someone has tried to put money directly into my panties, like where my vagina is, it was always a woman. And I was always so shocked. Like, why would you do that? Don't you have a vagina yourself? You would never want dirty money in your vagina. Um, but I think it's just because they see us as less than and treating us like belittling us allows them to feel better about themselves or at least have this illusion that they're better than us. And so this past weekend, I, um, had this group of people come in, hold on, sorry, my cat again, I had this group of people come in and, um, it was, you know, three women and two of them were like really excited and dancing and, you know, what I was, what I just described. And, um, they were saying like, you know, same BS, whatever, same stuff about, oh, like they love coming to strip clubs and supporting women, blah, blah. And, um, I mentioned that, you know, Oh yeah, because they asked me so so you know what where's the what's the best way to tip? Um and I said, you know, um you can put the money in like our um tops like by the straps, you know, or like um the side of our panties, you know, by the by the hips and stuff like that, but common sense like don't try and put the money inside of our vagina. Don't try and put the money inside of our booty crack. You know, and then this woman was like, of course not. Why would we do that? And then she said, like, that's prob- probably men who try to do that. And I was like, actually, no. Every time someone tried to do that to me, it was a woman. And she was, like, so surprised. And she goes, really? Like, why would a woman do that? And then later on, I was on stage dancing. And they were sitting in the front row, tipping me, whatever, whatever. And then I, um, I did this move where, you know, you straddle and you open your legs and like you do like wavy legs, whatever. It's a, it's a typical stripper dance move. And this woman goes, oh, no wonder women put their dollars in your vagina. You're opening it up for them. And I was like, I looked at her and I was like, did she really just say that? Like, what the fuck are you trying to say that it's my fault that women shove their try to shove their dollars in my vagina because I'm opening my legs up? Do you realize how backhanded that is and also how how difficult that comment is given the society that we live in that already shames women for their sexuality it's just it was it's so uh it's so 
saddening. But I think, again, this notion, like, the, the deeper notion behind that is that she is subconsciously distancing herself from me and saying that, you know, she wouldn't do such a thing and that, you know, she feels better than, that, you know, she thinks she's better than us because she doesn't um, present herself in that sexual kind of way. And um, if you did, of course, something like that was going to happen to you. Um, so that's just one of the stories. And then like my coworker came by and we both said we we're talking about how shitty this night was and how like annoying everybody was. And she said, there's more female customers than male customers in here right now. She was like, there's a lot of women in here right now. And she said like, um, that there was like a woman earlier on state when she was on stage waving a dollar at her and being like come get this dollar baby and then like she came over to her on stage and she was dancing for her and then um the woman like tried to grab her boobs and and um like push her push her top to the side and um and she was like she goes like don't touch me like don't do that and then the woman goes like don't you want this money go come work for it baby and things like that and it's just like oh my god like you are really belittling us and you are really like in such a disgusting way um openly acting like you think you're better than us and you know people are drunk and all of that but i really think that that's kind of when the truth comes out unfiltered um and Obviously, people people are not aware. I think people are not even aware um, of these things that are going on subconsciously. But it's definitely, um, it's like so obvious to to us, or at least to me and and a lot of my coworkers as well. But. Um, and I think, like, oftentimes this kind of behavior actually comes from a place of insecurity. Like, I feel like a lot of these women that shame me like that or, you know, belittle me, I think those are often women that have repressed that side within themselves, that are not in touch with their dark feminine, with their sexuality and their sensuality and, and these kind of qualities within them. And they subconsciously actually resent me for that. I really do believe so. And that's what I feel. Um, and it's like, it's like, um, it's like an unhealthy coping mechanism because instead of kind of facing what you are, um, repressing in yourself and facing the fact that maybe I want to explore the sides of myself, or maybe I want to see why am I judging this woman? Um, maybe it's because actually this is a side that I want to explore within myself. Instead of asking these self-reflecting questions, people just resort to like a really short-term way of feeling powerful or feeling better about themselves. And it's kind of like 
drinking or doing drugs or anything else that is like temporary behavior that temporarily makes you feel better but in the long run doesn't do anything or maybe even makes it worse um so yeah you just see this these kind of patterns over and over and it just kind of shows you how many women are like how many people out there are insecure and how many women especially are out of touch or have a distorted relationship to their sexuality and like you can't really blame them at the end of the day um you know it's really hard to become sexually empowered in a society that is like so intrinsically built on the belief that women's sexuality is something that she should be ashamed of and it's something that entirely exists for the pleasure of the man um yeah so it's just it's a that's a really interesting phenomenon and by the way all of these women at the end of the day like it's so funny they act this kind of way and um kind of condescending and belittling and as the night goes on and they become drunker they always start dancing like strippers themselves and it's like who are like why are you who are you fooling right now you know what i mean (laughs) um like there was this woman um a couple weeks ago who came to the club and oh my god she got she came with her husband and she got so drunk homegirl got so drunk that she took off her shirt she took off her pants (laughs) homegirl started stripping herself she was running around the club in her underwear okay in her bra and panties and she started climbing on stage on everybody's stage set (laughs) and then the the worst part of it all was you know they they were having a section um and because you know they got a, a bottle or whatever and so um his especially her husband mainly but she as well like they were both throwing money for the dancers in her in their section and at some point you know she started picking up the money and and pocketing the money and it's it was i mean that's actually i mean obviously that's disrespectful as hell like you're picking up our money but it's more than that also just hilarious like ridiculous like you're basically picking up the money that you just threw for us and that your husband threw for us you know what i mean like you're paying us and then she was just really drunk obviously like she didn't have any deeper thoughts behind that but it was just hilarious to me it's like at first when women come to the strip club they're like oh my god look at these look at these girls like i would never and then the drunker they get the more they behave like us or even try to be like us or want to be like us it's just there's something there for sure that feels like a repressed um and i'm not at all trying to say all women want to be strippers please don't um take it that way um but what i'm what i'm saying is i think that every woman um 
should at least once in their life have an exploration of this sensual side of themselves because and then you know if you find that it's not for you and you don't want to engage with that with this kind of part of you that's totally fine um but i think a lot of women don't allow themselves to explore this side of themselves because you know we're so trained to be to repress it and be ashamed of it that it comes out in other ways and it kind of leads to really nasty behavior and like really judgmental behavior um and we end up judging each other because we resent the fact that we can't be in touch with that part of ourselves so i really like want to be part of this movement where we encourage each other as women to healthily tap into our sexuality and learn how to express our sexuality and our sensuality um, in an empowered way and set boundaries around it and um and celebrate this part of ourselves because it's it's unique in every in everyone and it's something that should be celebrated um in an ideal world anyways um that's what i mainly observe with the women at the club and then with men it's kind of it's a little bit different but i mean especially men come to the club to feel powerful i would say even more so than women um and for them it's most of the time they try to feel powerful by either openly spending their money showing off their money you know um spending money on strippers is obviously like if there was a hierarchy if there was like a pyramid of essentials on what you would spend your money on strip strippers would be like not even on the pyramid but you know what i mean they would be the very last thing the very last thing that you spend your money on after you've covered everything and even have money for whatever hobbies and <laughs> and going out and then the very last thing would be strippers right because it's just your it's just such an um such a excess there's a word for this but um it's just such a um, sector that you spend excess income on like you only spend money um in the strip club if you really have excess money or you know ideally you would do that you know um it would be the responsible thing um but yeah i think this aspect of throwing money in the air in front of everyone is definitely a big part of it for men and also the female attention that they get because of that you know um like the other night there was a guy that came in and it was pretty slow at the club so you know if it's slow it's pretty easy to get our attention with you know even a drizzle <laughs> and he started throwing like he, he got a section and 
immediately there was like six or seven girls on him and he started throwing like maybe 20 30 dollars in the air you know and a little drizzle <laughs> and sure enough he had like the attention of six or seven girls on him obviously because they were hoping that he's gonna you know spend a lot more but I definitely think that it obviously it strokes their egos and I think some of these men like they don't get too much female attention outside of the strip club and so it makes them feel more confident or more powerful but it's a very like shallow it's very like it's not grounded confidence right it's not real it's just a fantasy and so it's like a very temporary again like drugs or alcohol very temporary fix for your confidence um and yeah so i would say this is one way that men try to like feel powerful in the strip club and the other way is really nasty but um, I feel like those are especially men that get rejected a lot by women or maybe they have gone through a really traumatic breakup or they've had some woman broke your heart in a really, you know, in a really shattering way. And now they come to a strip club and they see this as their one and only opportunity to reject a stripper you know, to reject a woman, flip the script. And, um, yeah, I hate this kind of energy. You can almost feel it immediately with some guys that I sit next to and like, I try to talk to them and I can immediately feel this, this energy where they're trying to find something in me that they can make fun of, that they can belittle, that they can reject me for and it's like it's a really it's a really disgusting thing like when I feel that now I, I don't even engage anymore I'm just like okay bye <laughs> I just make up an excuse or I straight up say nice to meet you bye um but yeah, like rejecting us, um, putting us, putting us down, um, making fun of us. Um, those are all ways that men kind of try to boost their ego and make them make make themselves feel better. Um, and then on the contrary of that, there is this other power dynamic that goes on where some men they that's also so odd to me it just <laughs> all of it is so odd but you know there's like two different kinds of dancers like two different kinds of broadly two types of strippers you could find at the strip club you know one of them is like the really bubbly party girl kind of uh entertainer who is upbeat and fun and um loves to you know have a good time um and is positive 
and um, bubbly and that's usually how I operate um, because I, I think you know if you come here and spend your money like you want to have a good time right and, and so let's all just have a good time um, but the other the other type of um, approach is the more in, intimidating approach um, some and it, and it really works, you know, some dancers, um, like to be more, uh, they have more of an attitude, they don't smile a lot, they kind of, um, give you the feeling that you're less than, um, especially, you know, towards men, they kind of make them feel like, oh, just pay me already, <laughs> And it's, it's really strange because, like, if I was a man, like, I would, I don't think I would want to pay somebody who gives me that attitude and who, you know, but it actually works. Like, some men really are into that and it's really strange, um, but it's definitely a thing. And the other day, um, there was this girl on stage and I was sitting with these two guys and the guy leans over to me and whispers and says look at her face like she looks so bored she looks so unbothered she looks like she's thinking about her breakfast or something she's she said some kind of comment like that and um and I told him, like, yeah, but, you know, some girls have a more um, intimidating approach and some girls have a more bubbly and fun approach. And he, and he smiled and he said, yeah, I do like the intimidating approach. And I was like, so why are you complaining? <laughs> and he said, I'm not complaining. And, you know, I wanted to fill in the gap and be like, you're not complaining. You're just trying to make yourself feel better right now. You're just trying to be powerful by putting her down um but I obviously didn't say that but it's just like um with those with that approach it's much more of a power game going on between the guy and the and the dancer um I I couldn't care less for that I personally think it's exhausting and I'm just like I don't feel like I'm being authentic when I do that. Um, and so I think that's mainly the reason why it doesn't work out with a certain type of customer. Like, if I start talking to you and I get the feeling that that's what you want, it's not going to work out because I can't give you that. I'm not going to play any stupid little power games with you. I'm not going to engage in you trying to make me feel small and then me in return trying to put you down and like it just doesn't excite me i know that for some people this kind of stuff is exciting and they even seek this type of stuff out in their relationships and in their dating life but for me it's so exhausting and it's it's just oh no like I, I just don't like it so, um, that's not the kind of service you get from me. <laughs> um, 
But yeah. So with all of that being said, I think the biggest school, the biggest kind of lesson that I'm learning through this job is how to stay in my inner knowing, how to how to stay grounded in my self-worth, in my self-esteem, even when people are trying to attack it or trying to, you know, play games on me, play mind games, make me try to make me feel small, try to reject me, try to ridicule me, like make fun of me. Um, how can I still, how can that not affect my my deepest core of self-esteem? It can, of course, it can affect my mood. Like I still get annoyed um, not as easily anymore, but I still definitely get annoyed if you're, if you're somebody like that, who's just trying to put me down in any way possible, but it doesn't affect my self-esteem anymore. It doesn't affect the way that I think about myself. And that has been a big freaking journey. Um, and I'm still, you know, the journey is not linear. I still have days where I want to cry and I've only ever cried once at work. I think I've only ever cried once, maybe twice. Um, but it's definitely the worst feeling to to be crying at work like to be crying in, in in that kind in that kind of job at the strip club because is the last place that you want to be seen being vulnerable like that um but i still have my low moments for sure and the longer i'm doing this line of work and you know initially i kind of thought i was going to do it for a couple months to get me through college and then be done with it and now that, you know, it's, you know, I have other kind of reasons that are keeping me in it for now. Um, obviously, financial reasons. Um, but, you know, the longer that I'm in it now, I'm kind of seeing from a bird's eye view the reason why I'm in this and how it's really been a big school of life for me. And I think I've probably learned more um, life wisdom and um, interpersonal skills and psychological skills and personal empowerment in this than I've ever learned anywhere else in my life. And I truly believe and know that that's why I'm in this line of work and to share my insights with the world I do feel like this what I'm doing here is also a reason why I'm still in it <laughs> um but yeah I I think that the core of what we do as entertainers is to allow people to 
feel better about themselves and feel more powerful by projecting their fantasies on us, making assumptions about us. Um, You know, we allow them to make these assumptions. We allow them to judge us. And we allow them to have fantasies, um, you know, about us. Like fantasies that we are actually into them and that they're into, like, that there could be a possibility of us going out on a date. You know, sometimes I'm just like, really? Like, you really, really believe that? You know, it's, sometimes it's almost just ridiculous because, come on, bro. You are 59, married, you have three children that are my age, and you think that I am seriously interested in dating you? That's, I mean, yeah, um, but that's part of the gig, you know, that's what, what our line of work is really about if it, when it comes down to it, and, um, you know, part of that is, like, as the entertainer, it's really important to remember that this is a persona that you're putting on and that you're also allowing these people to fantasize in in order to make your money. It's an energetic exchange, but it does not it is not grounded in any kind of reality and whatever these people assume about you what in whatever way they judge you it's not grounded in reality and you know who you are and you got to stand firmly in that because at the end of the day all you have is you and all you have is your knowing of who you are you got to be so firm in that and i'm like I feel like I've been on this journey for the past year where like I'm really anchoring in to my knowing of who I am and I'm not letting anyone else dictate my worth, tell me who I am, tell me anything because and if people are not aligning with who I am, if people don't jive with it if people judge me for who I am then I allow them to just gracefully exit my life I have no nothing to give to these people I'm I've made this choice to not feed into any relationship that I can't show up as my authentic self in and you know it's been a big journey to even accept who I am and even embrace who I am that was kind of what my last episode was about But, you know, I have made the choice that I'm not going to feed into relationships where I can't be my authentic self, where I have to somehow edit myself, somehow um, be careful about what I say, how I act, to not offend the other person, to keep them happy, to not you know be um what's the word to not disturb their worldview i'm i'm tired of that i know who i am and i 
love myself for the mission that I have, but I at the same time I know that it's not for everyone. And I'm okay with that. Um and I think, you know, that is the biggest lesson that I've been learning as an adult or as someone growing into their adulthood. <laughs> um okay, so for the last part of this episode, I wanted to answer a couple more questions that I received. Please keep the questions coming. I love these questions because I would never think of them because obviously like I know these things and they're so normal to me, but they're not to you guys. So, it's it's cool. Thank you for these questions. So, someone asked <clears throat> One question I have for a future episode is about prices. I always see dancers online talking about how seeing dancers in a club is a luxury thing. Don't come if you don't have luxury money. But how much is a lap dance? How much is it for them to just watch a dancer on stage? I think I've only ever been to two strip clubs in college, but if I ever go again, I want to know how much is a respectful amount to tip. I love that question. I love that question because it's a good question, you know. What does it mean to um So I I stand by this uh this statement that she heard online about saying if you don't have money, don't come. I agree, if you can't spend any money, don't come to a strip club, just go to a regular bar. But for me personally, And there's going to be people that disagree with me. But for me personally, I think if you can afford to get um at least, you know, a lap dance or two, which a lap dance typically costs between $20 to $25 per song. Um if you can afford to get a lap dance or two and then, you know, tip the dancer $5 to $10 on top of that and you can afford to um if you watch the stage especially in the first row if you can afford to tip 5 to 10 dollars per stage set i think that is enough to show respect now there's going to be girls that disagree with me and say no you have to spend 50 to 100 um but i don't think so you know i think that strip club it's okay it should be accessible also to people that can't afford to spend 50 to $100 you know what i mean i feel um like it's respectful enough if you leave a $10 tip you know what i mean $5 is pretty minimum is pretty extreme minimum $10 is preferred um but just think about it as switching the roles like if you were on stage um you know and this is your work and you're wearing 8-inch stilettos and a bikini and you're you've you know you're up all night doing this kind of line of work would you be happy if somebody gave you a single dollar and especially if they tried to shove that dollar into your booty crack or into your vagina no you would not be happy you would not feel respected let's even leave out happy I don't I don't require everyone to make me feel happy by giving me crazy amounts of money. I'm going to find those people. You know, you don't have to be that person for me. But I want to feel respected and if you try to give me a single dollar in the most disrespectful way 
possible, I'm not going to feel respected. So I think that's like a good minimum standard that I gave is, you know, tip five to ten at least, preferably ten and up per stage set, get a lap dance or two and tip on top of that lap dance um, and you're good, you know. Um, I think, you know, I also don't want to put out this myth that scares people to think like, oh my god, I can't go to a strip club unless I spend hundreds and thousands of dollars, um, otherwise I'm going to be judged. No, I don't think that's, um, I don't think that that's the case either. And I think, um, above all, like, your attitude is so important. Like, just come in looking at us as equals, as human beings on this planet Earth, just like you are. We are human beings on this spinning rock that we call Earth, and we all have an equal, um worthiness we're all we all have an equal status okay i don't want to hear nothing about i have make more money than you i wear better clothes than you i drive a better car than you so i have more so therefore i have a higher status fuck that okay that's some capitalistic ass bullshit that we're made to believe especially in the usa that's all bullshit we're all humans okay and we all have the same um, level of worthiness um, and power, okay? We are all equally powerful. Your money may unlock a certain kind of power in terms of what you can access on material things and how fast you can travel and a lot of other privileges that come with it. But the basic power of affecting someone with your attention and love you give to somebody and with your words and your intention um that's the same in everyone and so i feel that much more than the you know the money like if i have a bad night um in terms of money but and this doesn't happen often because usually if i have a good night in terms of the vibes if the vibes are good i usually always make money but if I make not a lot of money, but the vibes were good, I would much rather have that over I made, you know, um, a decent amount, but everybody treated me like shit. Of course, if I, if I make like splendid money, fine, treat me like shit. <laughs> you know, it's part of the job. Like I'm going to have to, like I do... Um, tolerate assholes like that who just pay super well but what i'm trying to say is that the vibes the energy exchange of how you show up into this strip club is so important as well so don't worry too much about it if you bring that kind of minimum amount of money that i spoke about and if you bring like a certain respect and you come in with just normal ass human respect then you're good enjoy yourself and have a good time um we want to most of us like we want you to have a good time we're really trying to have you have a good time so you know don't make it so hard <laughs> um okay moving on to the next question that was a good question 
I was also surprised that on your last episode, you said that a guy felt he didn't have to pay because he bought you a drink. Are you obligated to have drinks with the customers? Do dancers like that? Or is it like, oh no, I don't want another drink. I want to, I don't want to have another drink. Great question, because that's a real, that's a thing for sure. Um, I So first question, are you obligated to have drinks with the customers? No, but it's definitely true that for some customers, especially the kind of guys that want to take you up into a private room later, they want to buy a drink for us. It's almost like a part of the fantasy that, you know, they buy us a drink and it feels like we're on a date or whatever. <laughs> um, and so sometimes when I really can't drink because I'm taking meds or I don't want to drink, you know, I don't want to drink every single shift that I work. That's not healthy. <laughs> um, so what I do is like we have certain code words with the bartender or you just let them know in advance of your shift that you're not drinking tonight and everything you order is non-alcoholic um one club that i worked at had like the code of um with two limes you know vodka cranberry with two limes and then it was just a cranberry juice um but yeah that way the bartender still makes their money the club makes their in tips the the club still makes their money through selling the the drink and the guy is happy because he got to buy me a stupid drink and I don't have to drink alcohol. Um, second question, do dancers like that or is it like, oh no, I don't want to have another drink. So I think a lot of girls like to get um, to a certain extent to, um, to have drinks bought for them because it's I'm not gonna lie it is easier to make money when I'm a little bit tipsy because it just helps me tolerate the bullshit a little bit. I'm just a little bit more loose I'm not as like in my head as much and I don't have to overanalyze when someone is doing when someone's putting me down or acting disrespectful but I would say more than that we are kind of annoyed if if you're trying to buy us a drink as a form of payment that's annoying because we're not gonna pay our rent with your margarita joe okay just because you bought me a margarita doesn't that doesn't pay for for anything and i know it's hard for you to see the value of our work but we deserve to be compensated because, you know, as I explained in all of my previous episodes, it really is work. And so, um, you know, offer to buy a drink if you want to buy us a drink extra on top of tipping us or getting a dance with us. Don't just offer to buy a drink and be like, well, I'm buying you a drink. That's my, that, I'm not going to get a dance, but I'm buying you a drink. Um, you know, for some girls, like they'll still say yes and still take the drink and that's fine. But I just think it's annoying to have this idea that buying us drinks is a form of payment because it's really not. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, imagine you go to, um, 
Imagine you go to a restaurant and you're sitting down and ordering an appetizer and then you show them a gemstone or not even a gemstone. You just show them Monopoly money and you're like, well, I'm paying with this. And the waiter's like, no, you can't pay with that. You have to pay with money. But you're like, no, but I'm paying with this Monopoly $50. What do you mean? Take that. That's the same thing as if you come to a strip club and you're like, but I'm paying you with this margarita. No, Joe, you're not paying me with this margarita. Okay? Um, I have like a similar metaphor to when people ask me if they can fuck or do shit in the i hope i'm not getting censored for saying the f word if people ask me to do sexual activities in the room and i say no i only dance and they're like so it's just a dance and i'm like yes joe it's just a dance and they're like but what about the other stuff i usually say It's just like you you come to McDonald's and you're trying to order pasta. You're not going to get any pasta at McDonald's, okay? All we have at McDonald's are fries, burgers, milkshakes. Don't sit in McDonald's and desperately try to get a fucking fettuccine, okay? You can't get it. It's not on the menu. It's not part of the menu, okay? Go to an Italian restaurant and get your fettuccine. There is a there is a service for that, okay? There's a service for you to get an escort and or whatever other uh fetish service, whatever you want, there is probably a service out there. So go seek out that service respectfully, but don't come to a strip club and expect strippers to hook up with you cuz that's not what happens, okay? We are there to dance. We are there to entertain. And if you think that's stupid and if you think that's not legit, then don't come, okay? Don't come, Joe. So I'm going way over time. So that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope that was informative, interesting, um, or any other I hope you got something out of this is what I'm trying to say. Um, And as always, leave me a feedback. I would love to hear from you. If someone is listening to this who I don't know personally, reach out to me. Send me a DM. My Instagram handle is at sugarspicebb. Um, Reach out, say hi, give me feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And I'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.